Hello, everyone. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, back with a new episode, Star Sound Astrology. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Um, it's the end of January, and we've had a, a wild and wooly month. This, um, in this particular episode, as promised, I'm going to kind of just give you this basic overview about uh, the major transits for the rest of the year and, you know, some feelings and ideas and things that have come up for me as I've contemplated them over the last couple of weeks. So here we go. Okay, so as we know, as, as, as uh, you know, I've been sharing with you, the epic outer planets, Saturn and Pluto, both in the sign of Capricorn, they made their historic conjunction earlier this month, which I talked about in, you know, the previous episodes. And, um, you know, there, Jupiter is in Capricorn too, and it's going to catch up. So overall, this is still a very intense, serious year. Even though the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you know, was exact January 12th, um, those planets move slowly, Pluto very slowly, and Jupiter is going to catch up. And so Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, the three amigos, um, (laughs) the three, well, Jupiter, you know, wants to be friends with everybody, but Saturn and Pluto are pretty stern. (laughs) But they're all going to be very tight with each other, especially from the middle of the year on, from around July on to the rest of the year. They will be very, very close to each other. So we're going to see some outrageous fundamental shifts in our society. This is a very sobering year. It's about restructuring you know, it's not an easy ride. It's not a warm fuzzy. Uh, there are definitely some very intense, sobering lessons that are have come and are coming and will come. And, um, you know, as, as tough as it might be, we can't quit. You know, Saturn is that planet of work and discipline. And, and we've got to um, keep our focus and be very, um, get serious about a lot of things, especially in areas of our life where we have not been, have been maybe sliding or slacking off. But I will say that, you know, this is definitely not the year to escape or deny or pretend something. This is not the year for, you know, slacking off. So uh, just to you know, reiterate that. Um, it's definitely about being real. Grow, like grow up, get serious, but at the same time, creating connectedness. So you could say it's time to get serious about emotional connection and, um, and, to, and, and maturity and emotional maturity. And what constitutes our safety? What are the parameters that we consider about safety and comfort and are those working or not working, and what must be done to really to realistically assess those issues? Um, so this is definitely a long-term thinking, a long-term dismantling of structure, of especially of society and government and the infrastructure. Um, so obviously, with the impeachment trial in full swing, you know, all the drama of that, we're seeing government, right? Capricorn and Saturn rule government and politics and politicians. 
Um, but we're, we're seeing also just, you know, civilization in general, you know, is, it's not just uh, political, but, um, this is definitely a long-term sobering, uh, year, you know, um, but I will say there are blessings of, uh, uh, absolutely. So thank goodness for Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of hope and opportunity and confidence and expansion, you know, the expansion of consciousness. So in the sign of Capricorn, it's about a, it's expansion and luck and opportunity will come, but only when we've worked for it, when we've been serious about it, when we've been dedicated and focused about it. You know, as I've said before, don't pray for something you're not willing to work for. You know, and and it's true. This is, that's a theme that's going to be like over the entire year. So, um, you know, having said that, uh, here are some of the things I wanted to just um, touch base with with you all on. Um, so that that's you know our our Saturn Pluto Jupiter you know the conjunction and the the tag team you know for with great societal change is kind of like the overarching theme song in the background. But what we're going to cover today is Saturn is going to move into Aquarius this year. Just dip its toe around spring um, spring equinox. And then it'll go backward into Capricorn and then it'll swing uh, back into that zero degrees of Aquarius in December. So that's uh, 11 months away. Um, and it'll be joined with Jupiter. So I'll talk about what that looks like, you know, in, um, in just a moment. So let me just introduce the other topics. Uh, we're going to have J- Jupiter with an exact uh, alignment with Pluto. But, um, oh gosh, what is that? May, April 4th, there's uh, again in November. So that's going to be um, very intense also. I'm thinking perhaps in terms of, um, you know, it was, it was last, every 12 years Jupiter comes into that same sign. So it was at this place in, in, in Capricorn. Um, Jupiter, I'm sorry, Jupiter was aligned with Pluto 12 years ago. So um, that was in uh, when we saw um, Bernie Madoff, you know, and, and the mortgage fraud and all of the, the, you know, how those people never went to jail. Well, guess what? Saturn's in Capricorn. And you know what they say about karma? Oh, karma is a rhymes with rich. So, yeah, I think that all the those years that we never thought anything would happen, those guys just got off the hook. You know, it never happens that way. It eventually the karma catches up. And I feel that this year we're, we're probably going to be seeing a lot of that um, come to pass. Karma on many levels, but certainly since Jupiter aligned with Pluto in Capricorn, you know, and Capricorn ruling real estate, I would think, and Pluto being wealth and, you know, the wealth of our, um, you know, the markets and all, I think that um, it'll definitely be a lot of uh, shaking up. And, um, you know, and especially with Saturn there, it's about karma. So that's another topic. And Venus is going to retrograde. Um, the Venus retrograde. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Mars retrograde. So we're going to have both Venus and Mars retrograde this year. Very interesting. Um, and then the nodes. The nodes are the lunar nodes are going to shift into Gemini and Sag. So for the last two years, they've been in Cancer and Capricorn. 
And so now they will um, move and shift into the next polarity, which is on the zodiac, which is Gemini and Sag. So what would that mean? What, what would it look like? We'll go into that a little bit too. All right, so uh, moving back to, um, oh, and one other topic, Mars, up at the top of my list, how could I forget? Um, these Cancer Capricorn eclipses, of course, have been giving us a lot of, it's a big wake-up call for our homes, our families, finding our tribe, getting into a reality check regarding, you know, where is our home, where do we find ourselves at home, literally and figuratively, and making those necessary changes and transformations. Well, when an eclipse happens, it's kind of like a seed And when Mars goes to that point of whatever degree that eclipse was, that's when action happens, movement along the lines of the themes of that eclipse. So Mars is going to go into Capricorn in the middle of February, you know, in only a few weeks time, less than a month. And from the middle of February into March, it's going to um, click, 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 right? It's going to hit pretty much, it's touching on all of those eclipses. It's going to activate all of those eclipses. So that's that's pretty intense. That's a lot of, of movement. And so I just wanted to call your attention to, especially some dates here, where we could be seeing a lot of breakthrough and uh, things where movement, where things actually happen and start to move forward. You know, Mars is, is it's Aries, right? It's fire, it's action, it's movement, it's Aries is a cardinal sign. So um, the dates that I I have here, chronologically speaking, uh, let's see, February 22nd, 23rd, that's going to be a really important um, weekend, I think it's a weekend, uh, those dates and the and the days leading up to. So in all these dates I'm giving you, it's the days leading up to culminating in those days where you're really going to see change happening along the lines of the Cancer Capricorn themes. So February 22nd, 23rd, um, and then um, March 2nd, Mars is going to oppose the solar eclipse from July 2nd of last year. And March 22nd, it's going, Mars is going to align with the uh, lunar eclipse that happened July 16th. Now, what, um, why is this important? Well, for one thing, um, what ha- if you look back at that window in July, last July, well, I know the, probably the biggest news story that happened was, here he is again, the bad penny, Jeffrey Epstein, right? He's back. Oh, no. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This year and even into next year, there are definitely triggers where justice will be served. So it's not over. You know, even if, if he's dead, it's not over. His chart is absolutely getting activated right now and into the next month. So, um, you know, it's interesting, not that I'm going to devote, you know, a lot of time to to his chart, but I will say that in his uh, natal, we don't have a birth time for Jeffrey Epstein, but we do have, um, I do know that in his chart, he has his, uh, he was an Aquarius, zero degrees, his son, and um, and the asteroid Pholus is conjunct his sun and, and, and Apophis, which are interesting asteroids. Pholus is like the lid comes off, like mob rage, like 
if you go back to the Greek mythology of it, it you, you can read how Heracles opened this bottle of wine that belonged to Pholus. He stopped by to see him. He's hey, let me have some wine here. Oh, no, I don't think I... Well, let me open this up. And he opened the cork, and all the other centaurs was, what is that? Oh, wine! And they got really pissed off, so they all came charging in, and there was this big, bloody melee, and people were killed, and it was just this horrible, dramatic mess. So, basically, it refers to the lid coming off. So it's like the cork is popped and there's no turning back. So um, I find it interesting that Saturn is going to, uh, around spring equinox, when Saturn goes into that zero degree Aquarius point, um, that's going to be lining up with Jeffrey Epstein's birth chart and with Pholus. So we could be seeing, like Saturn again being lords of karma, um, we could be seeing some the lid coming off around this what is Aquarius trauma, right? All the the un, inf, so more may come to the surface um, about that. So that's just one indicator in in that whole saga. But um, anyway, so that's going to be on um, yeah, that's coming up february twenty second twenty third you know there's that um that's the activation of the eclipse that we just had that was on uh, the day after Christmas. It was four degrees of Capricorn, so Mars is going to line up at four de- around four degrees Capricorn again in the days leading up to february twenty second twenty third Saturn is going to be there too, so there's a lot of revealing going on there and um and and so I mention Epstein because in July of last year, that's when he was arrested. If you recall, they um, they arrested him and the whole trial and that whole thing started happening. And that was all in the eclipse window. So the eclipse, there was a solar eclipse July 2nd and the lunar was July 16th. And he got arrested on July 6th. So they brought him into custody, the whole thing, you know, with the jail. I mean, you know, we all know the drill. And it's interesting because in an eclipse, sometimes, as we know, the sun and the moon, the luminaries are blocked. So we, we can't see everything. It's not all revealed. Things get concealed and then they get revealed. Well, when Mars and Saturn come tootling along boom, that's when they get concealed, uh, revealed. So we could be seeing some breakthroughs around that. And and if you've looked online, they've already had more stories emerging about him and the case and the, the whole trafficking thing. So um, anyway, just to, to point that out, because it did take place during that eclipse window. So there's always some secrets, things that we don't know. And, um, and here we are. So um, that's going on. And then we have, um, you know, I will say too, uh, let's see, those are the eclipse, Mars in the eclipse activation. Okay, next subject, Saturn in Aquarius. So after about two and a half years, Saturn, Saturn goes through a sign about every two and a half years. So it's been in Capricorn since around uh, solstice of 2017. So it's a little over two years. Now it's going to go into Aquarius. So it'll go zero degrees Aquarius and then one degree and then it'll go retrograde. And it spends about five months in retrograde. So, um, but when it when any planet hits the zero degree point, the the fullness of that whole um, all the themes associated with that sign 
or or presented. So it's kind of like the acorn represents the entire tree, the entire oak tree is is enclosed in the acorn, right? So it holds the potential. It's like the blueprint for the entire expression. So that's why we always watch, watch carefully when um, a plant when we get that at that zero degree, especially a planet like Saturn. You know, this is Saturn only comes through Aquarius every and any sign every twenty seven to twenty nine years. So that's a big deal, and um, so we are we're looking very carefully at what happens around that point because that will be a theme that gets played out. Um, certainly at the end of the year in December when it lines up, you know, it goes back into Aquarius. And it lines up with Jupiter that time, so at the end of the year. So that'll be like a mercy or a grace, you know. So maybe there'll be, um, yeah, so there could be some breakthroughs in the area of justice, right? Because Jupiter rules the courts and the courthouses and and justice, you know, courts, law, lawyers, justice. So um, so that's going to be happening in um, March 21st. Saturn goes into Aquarius. Um, then um, Jupiter is going to be um, conjunct Pluto basically all year long, pretty close to it. And so, like I was saying earlier, I kind of pretty much covered that. You know, I, I think of Bernie Madoff because he got arrested and that the biggest fraud in the, in the history of U.S. history was, was Bernie Madoff. I think it was like 63 million or, oh God, it was some unbelievably crazy crazy number. Um, and there were many, many people at the very top um, that were movie stars, you know, famous people that all fell prey to to his um, Ponzi scheme. So, and isn't it funny? I mean, of all names, right? Made off like a little cosmic karmic humor there. Um, but anyway, let's see. Goodness gracious. You know what? He's 81 years old now. So he's in his Uranus return. Bernie is in his Uranus return. Um, so, um, that's a major life change for Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Let's see. It said prosecutors estimated the fraud to be worth 64 billion. Yeah. Forget million. What was I thinking? Right. Uh, based on the amounts and the accounts of Madoff's 4,800 clients. So 64 billion, the largest financial fraud in U.S. history. He was the former, uh, non-executive chairman of NASDAQ this Nasdaq stock market, and he confessed to the largest Ponzi scheme in world history. So there you go. Uh, here comes Jupiter again. So we could be seeing more people at the very top with the stock markets and the ultra wealthy, the billionaires. We could see a bubble. You know, we, we could see an increase and then it just blowing out. So um, that's very, very possible. Like I said, this is a very <laughs> deep, intense, sobering year. So we want to just have our our wits about us and be well informed. So we, we when we're out on, on an ocean sailing, we always check the weather charts, right? So you can navigate more effectively having this information. Let's see. Uh, next conversation. Uh, Venus is going retrograde. And that's, um, I'm very, I'm in, it's a really, I like this. Normally I don't like Venus retrograde because on a, like on a very basic level, Venus retrograde is, you know, it's, 
Venus is the is the planet, of course, of love and harmony and relationships and being social and loving and you know all of that fashion and you know all the blitz and the glitz and glam and you know it's Venus stuff, right? Um, well, when it retrogrades, you know that is not the time to have a party. Um, if you go to a party, it probably wouldn't be well attended or have the outcome that you you wish for. I know this from personal experience. Um, so, um, you know, there's all that. So not to be superficial about it, but Venus, because it rules luxury items and luxury goods, when it goes retrograde, that would not be the time to, you know, buy diamonds or a yacht or whatever. So if you were, you know, please hold off on that yacht purchase. Okay. Just, just don't go there when, when Venus goes retrograde, um, which is going to be in, um, what is it? May? Oh, where's my paper for that. Oh no, I'm just missing that paper. The one that had the exact dates on it. I'm trying to remember all these dates. Um, when, when it goes retrograde, it'll be in May, I believe. Let me go to my trusty little ephemeris here. Uh, let's see. Venus retrograde. Yep. May, about May 13th, May 12th, 13th, depending on the time zone that you are in, it's going to retrograde in Gemini, 21 degrees Gemini. And by the end of June, around June 24th, 25th, it'll go back to five degrees. So looking, look at where um, Gemini, those degrees of Gemini are in your chart, five degrees to 21 degrees, and you'll see the area of your life that you'll want to revisit in terms of those themes. So Gemini rules our ideas, our attitudes, our thought processes, logical thought, um, and so Venus, which is about, you know, talents as well, our skills, our talents, money, personal resources, uh, the things that are personal possessions, the things that are valuable to us. So you could say we get to revisit the ideas about our, our talents and skills that are valuable to us. Um, Gemini also rules communication. So writing, blogging, podcasting, <laughs> speaking, uh, any form of communication. So we get to revisit our values, our value system, you know, uh, and so that's, that's always valuable. So that's, it takes about two years, you know, to see a Venus retrograde. It's not like Mercury that happens three to four times a year. It's, it's pretty rare. So um, the last time it was in this sign was, it's about eight years ago. So that was in 2012, and then before that, 2004. So if you go back in that time period, think about wh- what you were doing and what you were up to um, during those those times, and it will, again, at those degrees, go into an ephemeris, and you can look up those degrees and look at your chart. You know, go look at it against your chart, and you can see the um, these themes that will come up that were similar, and um, and that's how it's done. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just call me, and I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's Venus retrograde. Now, here's the deal: Venus is going to retrograde squaring Neptune in Pisces. So Gemini and Pisces square each other. So that's going to create, you know, a square is kind of a, a conflict, or I would like to say a breakthrough waiting to happen. 
things action that must be taken so when it squares neptune this could be a really neat opportunity for two groups of people one of them being um i'm thinking of the lgbt community why is that because in uh, mercury if you look at sexual astrology or indicators of sexuality in astrology uh one planet that we always look at is mercury and why is that because he is the well it rules and he's he was androgynous he could change genders he could look one way and be another um you know and he was he was very lively and fun loving and you, you, if you think of the you know those the parades of the Mardi Gras in New Orleans and you see those guys painted silver you know right mercury quicksilver right and they're, and they're those lads with those little g-strings and they're throwing those beads off into the parade the hordes of the parade you know and having fun and you can imagine them with little winged sandals or something you know that's totally mercury right <laughs> and Gemini the trickster the fun-loving trickster well <clears throat> um where was I going with all that? Oh yeah, LGBT. So yeah, so Mercury is a gr- a big indicator. Neptune and Mercury, um, uh, looking at um, at you know our uh, LGBT issues. So I'm looking at that, saying, wow, Venus retrograde. We get to revisit these topics. Maybe especially with a square of Neptune. Like here's one place where it could play out. Mercury. I mean, a Venus square Neptune, it could be that maybe it's time to forgive ourselves um, or find compassion and forgive ourselves for, for you know, um, relationship choices we've made, if we've been judging ourselves or feeling like a victim, or maybe it's where we stand up with love and, and come out if we're LGBT, for example. Um, maybe it's about, um, especially Gemini also rules siblings, you know, brothers and sisters. So maybe it's like being compassionate to, and if you have an LGBT brother or sister, and maybe you've had judgment about it, and this would be like a time to revisit that. Like, do you really want to hang on to those feelings? And would this not be a good time to revisit that and reconnect with siblings? that maybe were estranged or you felt shamed by or they they felt shamed. So this is a great place to clean that up and heal um, or, or forgive if you've been a person who has judged someone like that or a community, for example, or a neighborhood because, you know, Gemini rules neighborhoods too. So in my um, neck of the woods, I know we are having a um, our county, in in Florida, we're having the first ever uh, Pride uh, Day. It's a parade, a Pride Parade. And it's a big breakthrough because the area that I live in is very um, conservative. It's, you know, politically conservative and religious and and such, the Bible Belt. So um, it's a a big deal, you know, to have a first ever Pride Parade. And um, when I looked up the date, I found out it was going on and I looked up the date and it happens to be during Venus Retrograde. So at first I thought, oh my God, no, I wish I knew this. I would have told him, wait until after Venus retrograde. Um, because I'm like, oh no, parties don't turn out the way you, you typically expect them to. However, on second thought, I'm like, you know what? You always got to go with it, right? Make good of whatever's there. 
And what I realized was, well, this is like a revisiting of these ideas. Because I, I will tell you very briefly that several years ago, the school district here um, was sued um, and by uh, an, an individual, a young woman who was in middle school, and it was for the right to have a gay-straight alliance, a GSA. These are federally mandated um, organizations that can that any middle school or high school across America can open, and they have the full support, right? Federal mandate. It's it's like you can't get in the way of anyone's right to that. Well, our lovely little school district decided to get in the way of it, and it was ridiculous. They ended up after six or seven years in litigation and one hundred and sixty four thousand dollars of lawyer fees, which could have gone to like teacher salary, school books, but no, don't get me started. Anyway, um, see, learning to forgive. Um, <laughs> so they they lost the case and the, the Lake County has the right to have GSAs as they have been trying to maintain for a long time. The ACLU, the national level of the ACLU stepped in on behalf of um, uh, you know, the community to to fight this, um, these people that, you know, the school district that was trying to shut them down. So um, anyway, yes, thankfully, thank goodness, um, they they won the case. And so, um, so here we have, that, and that was what, uh, about three years ago. So now we have a, you know, this is like a revisiting of these themes and like, hey, let's, let's go back. If there are people who are judging this, it's like time for us to let go. And, and Neptune is dissolution. So dissolving any kinds of feelings of shame or guilt or any, you know, judgment or abuse, you know, like this is where we get to clear that and forgive, you know, Venus, love, unconditional love, uh, loving, literally loving one's brother or sister or neighbor, right, in Gemini. So I, I'm very excited about that. And I think it'll be a, a good way to revisit the conversation. So, you know, in in effect, it, it, there's always a divine purpose to everything. And so, so I go with that. So if you are LGBT or you know anyone who's in in that way, and maybe if they've been feeling, um, you know, a judge, I mean, you, you know, having known in this community for so long, um, I, I, goodness gracious, if you know the statistics, especially with the trans community, they have the highest suicide rates of any group anywhere suicides at trans um, women of color, the most, you know, and so if you know anyone who is in the community who's trans women of color or any people of color, LGBT, any and all combinations of that, please reach out a hand to them. You know, I feel like I want to cry. Just, just, you know, in that beautiful Neptune square opportunity, reach out, overcome your judgments if you've had any, and just, you know, take care of, let's just take care of our, our brothers, sisters, and neighbors, you know, because that's all we are to each other. We're always, we're somebody's mother, brother, sister, neighbor, you know? So here's our opportunity, May to June, right? It's like the universe has our back. It's like there's wind in our sails. Of course, we should always practice unconditional love, but in, in terms of this particular uh, situation, the wind is really in our sails, 
in mid-May to, to end of June on this. And there's some huge breakthroughs that can happen, a lot of mercy and compassion. So I just wanted to say that. It's it's something that came up for me. Um, you know, Gemini also rules youth, right? So I think about youth and with the nodes shifting into Gemini, the north node, which is where we're evolving, like the universe is saying, where are you evolving in terms of Gemini-related subjects, right? Brothers, sisters, cousins, siblings, like we said, neighborhoods, but also it's youth, youths, right? The youths, youths in general, Gemini also rules uh, mer- merchants and stores and, and trafficking. So this could also be a big, and I know it's coming, um, breakthrough for um, youth and human trafficking, you know, all of that. It's not just the, the pedo stuff with Epstein, but it's also labor, like sweatshop labor, human trafficking, third world, um, you know, people who you see, who migrants coming to other countries, and, um, you know, when you see, you read these heartbreaking stories of um, people who are, you know, migrants that were found dead and, you know, crossing borders and such illegally, you know, so uh, with the South Node in, in, um, in, in, Sa- in Sag, Sagittarius, we could be seeing a lot of um, activism and justice being served to these traffickers, human trafficking, whether it's sex trafficking or employments, uh, you know, slavery, all that, you know, this, this underground slavery and the, um, all of the ramifications of that. So that's, we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of that in the next two years with the Gemini Sag eclipses. The solar and lunar eclipses will be bouncing back and forth between Saturn, uh, between um, Gemini and Sag. So, um, but I see that as also having, we could be seeing some, um, maybe some fraud revealed, you know, in Venus with square Neptune, we could be seeing a fraud around sex trafficking, fraud and deception revealed. Um, Neptune also rules organized religion. So we could be seeing that too, where um, more headlines around uh, churches and such and uh, various churches and religions that have, um, you know, been caught or will be caught, you know, records and things that come up about um, all things of that nature. So, um, yeah, so that's coming up in the summer and uh, the nodes... I, it's in the eastern, I'm sorry, in the western hemisphere, it's going to be May 5th, Cinco de Mayo Day. That's how I remember the day. It'll be May 6th in um, in the rest of the world. But um, that's where the nodes are going to move into 29 degrees Gemini. It'll leave zero cancer, move to 29 Gemini. So that'll be our new theme song for the next two years, right? Gemin, Gemini and Sag. Uh, let's see, Mars, Mars is going to go retrograde, um, and that's going to be in, let's see, that'll be in in um, September, September 9th, it'll go retrograde at around 28 degrees Aries, and um, Mars is going to retrograde in its home sign of Aries, so if you want a quick little, uh, you know, the, the go-to mantra would be, let cooler heads prevail, <laughs> you know, so maybe we want to write that one on our wall. 
let cooler heads prevail. Why do I say that? Well, Mars, the god of war, right? Um, it's, you know, it's a fire sign. Fire is light. So a Mars and Aries temperament can be like blowtorching your way into a conversation or clobbering somebody and like, like the, the caveman with the club over his head, you know, the rough hewn, um, reactive, angry, rageful energy of Mars. Well, retrograde says, what does that literally mean? Retrograde, step back. So we step back and go, well, let, hmm, pattern redirect. Maybe I shouldn't be clobbering somebody. Maybe, maybe I don't need to be so ferocious. Maybe I can, instead of blowtorching someone with my arguments, maybe, or how I move in the world aggressively, maybe I could take that and redirect that light and let it shine for others. Like I, I think of it as instead of holding a, um, a, a blowtorch out, you know, ver, um, horizontally, what if we raised it over our head? Then it becomes a torch that can light the way for others and it can warm us and it's not going to burn us. So it's like redirecting and rechanneling our energy and our passion and our drive and our, our ambition. And Mars, of course, is, you know, military and, and it's going to square the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto in Capricorn. So this is an opportunity for us to say, hmm, maybe we don't want more military buildup. Let's redirect our thinking and our movements here and our ambition. Maybe we need to stand for people rather than attack people. So that's, again, another rewriting of our, our society, you know, where we get to revisit these concepts. So that's Mars Retrograde. I think I covered, this is like the most quick overview I could imagine. Um, so yeah, those are just like the basic highlights. Um, I hope that helps you. I'm excited about the, the Many of us feel that the Saturn's ingress into Aquarius this year is going to be like the, you know, Aquarius, like the new age, the, the, the age of enlightenment. And certainly it can be, you know, it has that potential. Um, with Saturn there, it's like saying, okay, you, you want a progressive, uh, fair humanitarian society? Okay, bring it. Like, get focused, show me the money, you know, get those Capricorn energy, you know, all those lessons in Capricorn, get a spreadsheet, you know, show it to me, uh, get focused, build it, get serious about it, um, you know, all of those good things. Um, it can happen. It just you just want to ground your progressive, you know, utopian ideas into something real, a real, physically a real foundation. So uh, this is a great time to build like community centers, or you know, spiritual communities, or, or whatever you want to call them. these. Are, this this will be a time where we're going to reunite along those lines. Regardless of our religious beliefs or anything, this is about uni reaching across the aisle. Seriously. So, that's all for now. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this little talk today. And um, you can always uh, thank you for your kind comments. Um, and I really appreciate all of that, of course. So, if you have any questions, just, um, you know, zip me an email, starsoundastrology.com. I'm happy to assist you to find out where all of these outrageous transits are going to be happening in your life, what areas of your life, and how that would look specifically to you. So 
always at your service. Thank you so much. Big love. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.